Hi, everybody. Welcome to Joel Fleischman's Happy Hour podcast, episode number 62. I have Kelly Siegels here, Sievers, <laughs> and Emily Sokol. Welcome, guys. Cheers. Thank Happy you. Happy hour. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> she got a head start just a bit. <laughs> We're you. finishing Cheers. up some of the last new Glarus here. Uh, our sponsor is Central Waters Brewery, so apologize to Central Waters. Uh, we'll be transitioning and back into their beer shortly. I am drinking a Seltzer Water Sal Pellegrino because I just started. This is day five of the uh, 75 Hard Challenge. So that's 75 days not drinking. Drinking a gallon of water a day, two workouts a day, reading 10 pages of, uh, liter of literature. It's got to be um, nonfiction. And it's pretty, so it's not that bad, but you have to do it every single day. If not, you're done. So it's more of a consistency and discipline over what you're actually doing. And one of the workouts has to be outdoor. And you have to take a picture of yourself every day. Andy, if you're interested, Andy Frizzall, 75 hard. Wow. So you're reading a lot of John Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've read all of John Gordon. So uh, right now I'm reading um, Groundedness, How to Be More Grounded. But wonderful book I just currently read was uh, The Courage is Calling by Ryan Holiday. Highly recommend. Oh. Highly recommend. Yes, Wonderful. The Obstacles the way. Yes, oh, okay. yes. He's done three or four really good books. This one is easily my favorite. He's a huge guy of the history of the Stoics, as am I, Marcus Aurelius, and those sort of folks. So awesome. Welcome. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> awesome. So famous sixty twos, we do that real quick. Any famous sixty twos? Sports wise, historically. Marcus, come on, buddy. I thought you were like some sort of he is the athletic guy. freak, yeah. <laughs> Only one I could find earlier on was. Uh, you gotta do famous 62s, hey, but. It's almost my last name. <laughs> that number is wide. Hey, kids, athletes, that number appears to be wide open. Wow. Only no. I could find earlier that might. I'm going uh, with no one. Marco Rivera, former Packer, wore 62. I'm going with nothing. When it starts with 23. No, no we're out. We're out. We're out. <laughs> Moving on. Let's get to the episode. So, why did I bring you two guys on? Uh, you might be interested. A, they're awesome Drexel team members, Drexel teammates, but they also were at almost the very, very first day of our little shoot plan four years ago. You were not there when we started, though, were you? No. no. Either no, one of you, but soon, right? So mm -hmm. not many women in the truss manufacturing facility. You were two women out of how many women? Uh, a handful. There's a summer girl and one lady was just retiring after surgery. Um, yeah. yeah, five or less. Five I or think. less out of 60, 70, <laughs> yeah. right? So really, really, really <laughs> small minority. Um, physical job was part of it for sure, mm -hmm. part of the culture of the job. So a little bit getting into that. You both are have transitioned to new careers. Emily's still transitioning to a new career that she hasn't found yet. Um, so maybe we'll talk about that. But how did you, right, so trust manufacturing, how did you decide to even apply for that? <laughs> you want to go first? Oh, it's a weird story. <laughs> okay. um, I did not, you know, intend on that path. Um, and I had a really crappy job as a microbiologist um, in the food industry. And I was just looking for a change. Do you have a microbiology degree? Um, no, I have a biology and environmental science degree. Oh, wow. But okay. I was getting burnt out trying other avenues and right. was just in a toxic culture. So I needed out really bad. Um, 
And my brother, one of my brothers told me, oh, apply to Drexel because he must have known somebody. So I honestly, I looked at their website, oh, construction, laughed, kept looking. But then I actually read the website and I thought, well, these people are really kind of fun. So I just emailed the generic email and I said, hey, like, do you want me for anything? And they'd start talking to me and I was like, okay, Little Shoot's the closest, let's see. And I mean, I almost like cried when I <laughs> did my tour because I was so happy and everyone was so happy. And then um, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So that's uh, that's how I got into this. <laughs> what do you currently do? Um, so, you did, so tell me your Drexel career and then we'll ask Emily the same thing. Okay. Um, yeah, so um, started building trusses. Um, we started with the weird, you know, six hours, four days a week, Wednesday or 12 hours. Yeah, so take I, a break right there. So yeah. for a while, um, we were a two-hour shift company, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? Who invented three eights, right? So mm -hmm. I was like, let's do something different. Let's try it because I didn't know, right? And so actually kind of invented it. My kids were eating cereal. I was having breakfast with them. Had I just had to, I was kind of like Googling around best ways to do night shifts. Mm -hmm. And it came up with uh, sort of like scratching stuff on paper. And it was four sixes we were working, right? Uh, yes, four sixes and a twelve. A four sixes mm -hmm. and a twelve. Really, yeah. <laughs> we really that. liked that. Yeah, no, it really. I mean, we and it really kind of financially worked as well. So yeah, it was four sixes and a twelve. Mm -hmm. So like, it was like you didn't even work. It was like a morning, yeah. right? You just like work six to twelve. Mm -hmm. like, it was so cool. Yeah. But the and then the twelve hours was a long day. But then it's like no, then you get more vested, and then we were going to do the the two shifts merge on that day for best practices. But what happened was pretty clunky, right? People do mm -hmm. have defined roles, so it's literally two people doing the same job. So efficiency went way down. It wasn't mm -hmm. quite what we thought it for, and it was very frantic because the inefficiencies in a factory is on the overlap, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not stop, start. It's slowly stop, slowly ramp up, no matter how much human nature, right? That's just human nature. Nobody mm -hmm. walks into the factory just like, wah! Right? I mean, <laughs> well, some people, kind of. <laughs> they walk in, but even if they do, you still got to figure out where that job is at, and you try to wrap up your job before you start, right? So it's a, it's a ramp down and a ramp up. So that was, I think, the reasons we got rid of it, right? Yeah, the, the Wednesdays are definitely clunky. Um, yeah. A lot of, not too many people, not enough things to do for 12, or the 12 yeah. hours. Yeah, and that was even before we, so, and some of the shifts weren't even full. We're like, if we fill these shifts up, there's going to be just like this huge inefficiency. But yeah, we did that for a while. I yeah. forgot. That's a great story. So we do try things here, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah that transition was a little hard. Um, and that was another transition because yeah. then we went to 3.8. So they yeah. went from basically, and that I think when we first started, we were doing a lot of overtime and crazy stuff because we only had two shifts and we were mm -hmm. way behind. So tons of hours and burnout and really tough. You know, Saturday, a lot of Saturdays, unannounced. Then we went mm -hmm. to 4.6, very structured, and a, and a 12, which was cool. And then it was like, okay, that doesn't work, which is only like four months later. And I was like, okay, we, that didn't work, mm -hmm. which is changing people's lives. Daycare, I mean, you know that, daycare and mm -hmm. yes. different schedules. And it was like, I'm sorry, we have to go three eights. You guys rebounded extremely well off of that, but go ahead, sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, it was just hard because, you know, you're, you're working. I worked six or noon to six, um, got to see, you know, hubby, fiance at the time. Um, you did every then, morning free, right, besides Wednesdays. Right, right. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I got to have me time, do my workouts. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, then I worked two to ten, and that was hard because um, I used so to go to bed early. You kind of stayed second shift. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. I stayed second, um, and you know I didn't want to be selfish, and I, and you know try to go for first if, if I didn't have like a valid reason, like you know daycare or you know other whatever other reasons people had. I thought, okay, I can do this. It's fine. Um, so you really did it just to like, I can help somebody else out. Well, 
kind but of. But you liked your mornings too. I, I did like my mornings. Yeah, okay. I preferred to you know go to bed early, and I thought, okay, I'm going to be working past my bedtime. I'm not going to tell you what time I went to bed, but um, yeah. Eight o'clock, I read here. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert: I do have my I do get up early again. So right. um, yeah. Um, so just I after you know two years of doing that schedule, I thought, man, like I never see Adam anymore. I'm going crazy and just kind of looking for a change getting you know a little bored obviously I was excited about the you know the new trust plant um, I thought that was super cool but I thought you know with my future role I thought I I think I'm just ready for a change so yeah. and what do you currently do enter MLP world so materialist provider um, just estimating building projects and hopefully I'm doing okay not um, just like yeah. you get to ask you right <laughs> I call you guys a virtual builder right yeah so you're virtually building plans mm-hmm. make a plan it's 2d you actually make it into a 3D model and figure out the material that's behind it, correct? Mm-hmm. I think that's wildly cool. Yeah. We went from a very physical job mm-hmm. to a very computer job. Yes. People have made that transition, some good, some not good. How's that working out? How long has it been? Um, it's been, let's see, March, April, May, June, July, August, five months? Yeah. yeah. So not very, not so too long. So what have been the changes been like? I mean, do you like that change? Um, has it been tough? I do like it, but it was tough at first because I thought, oh, I can do this. But honestly, building trusses and going to materialist provider is the complete opposite. I mean, it was everything but the trusses for the most part. And I thought, oh, crap, I don't know how to build a house. Not and really. That, and that was a lot of physical, and now it's like all, yeah. and, but some brain. Oh, it's yeah. all brain, really no, no physical. physical. So how has that changed? That's the hardest part for me. I've started deciding, I've decided I'm going to get up at 4.15, 4.30, somewhere around there, and I'm going to start doing my workouts because then I'm going to feel good. If I don't work out before I go to work and I sit all day, my joints start hurting, I'm like, i got to run a marathon, so that just doesn't work. So you're training for a marathon? No, I'm not. I'm just just saying just saying, yeah. You're like pent up energy. Right, right. Right. Yep. Right. And how do you like MLPs? It's good. I like it. You're not going to say I hate it right now, right? I don't hate anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you guys are coming up to an exciting, exciting time. Yeah. How fully experience do you feel like 85 percent 50 percent 95 um at least for you know like a generic you know garage or a house i feel fairly confident um i'm just kind of started getting into the two-story houses so I'm um, starting to feel a little better about those, but I haven't done anything massive yet, so, so you're like we'll 995. see. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds that way anyway. Okay. Great, great. Yeah. Awesome. And Emily, now you. So give me give me <laughs> your see. background and story and career here. Um, I kind of got recruited. Um, I was pregnant at the time, um, and I went to Mike Ron's rummage sale, and I shook his hand, and he's like, "When can you start working for us?" And then I had Grayson, and. Um, Mike and I said, Shout out hey. to Mike Ron. Hi, Mike. Yeah, hey. <laughs> hey, Mike. Mike. <laughs> and I said, Hey, I'm ready. And he's like, All right, let's do this. Um, so then I did production for two years, two ish years. And what shift did you work on? So I started on two to six. And then. Um, so you were on this, you were on the four sixes too. So you both, yeah, work, you yeah, both worked together. On, right, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> and then um, We've known each other. We found out, hey, Kelly, you work here now. Uh, we've known each other our whole lives, so that was kind Oh, of get out. Yeah. I didn't even know, I didn't know that until right now. <laughs> Literally since birth. Yeah. Great, like, yeah. F- family, neighbors? Uh, church. Yeah. Oh, and church. Okay. Yeah. What church? Where? Shout out to them. Uh, Sacred Heart. And? Her dad is still a really big part of that, so mm-hmm. I get to see him all the time. In what awesome. In what town? Oh, I'm oh. sorry, Appleton. In Appleton. Okay, yeah. it's a big church? Uh, what, the, what denomination? Sacred Heart seems open-ended, which... 
Catholic. Catholic, okay. Catholic, okay. Yep. Not that yeah. it matters, sorry. No. Be <laughs> personal, anybody? <laughs> Damn Lutherans. No, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, and then I moved to, I had to move to first shift, um, and thankfully they were so kind to me, Mike was and, and Ross, um, and then I worked six to two. Then I built a couple houses when we had that awesome opportunity with our offsite blue crew. Right, so you actually worked on offsite jobs? Yeah, we got to do two of them. One in like the dead of winter, and we were all in snow gear, and <laughs> it was hard enough walking, nonetheless carrying all your stuff. And so a new appreciation that. for that? Yes, and then the other, or the first one um, was the dead of summer. It was, I think, 90 degrees. Most of the guys got like heat stroke. So literally both both <laughs> yeah. sides of worst case scenario. Yes, basically. both ends of the spectrum. So okay. I have a lot of appreciation for that crew. Awesome. And it was nice because we actually got to put together the trusses that my line did. Right. Our line. I'm oh, sorry, right. Like you're like, yeah. I know these people. Yeah. I know who touched these. Isn't that cool? Yep. And then we also knew what we messed up too. So that was yeah, really yeah. cool to bring it back. <laughs> or not cool. Like, yeah. no, that should work. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't too bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah. But uh, that's like, and, and for me, that's how much pride I have in every job. Because if I see the trusses, I think of you guys, right? And then if I see the materialist, I think of you guys. Mm-hmm. And I feel for, and the guys in the ops that pulled it, and some of that quarterback that sold it, right? Or helped the project manager, the running backs. Like, like I have so much appreciation for everyone on our job sites. So the Toco Mill from Saskatchewan, where we got the lumber from, like, it's so cool. Especially when we do multiple categories of flooring. Then I think of flooring installers. So yeah, I have that same pride every mm-hmm. job. I totally yeah. get it. So cool. Or like when someone stops you, hey, you're wearing Drexel, like, do you work there? How do you know it? And then just I can't wait to just explode on, you know, all the knowledge that we have and, and just our company as a whole. So I like being a part of it. It's really funny when I'm with my family and I see somebody with, they'll be like, dad, guy in Culver's got Drexel gear on. And I'll just walk over like, dude, I love your sweatshirt. And I was just like, thanks. And I just keep walking. But once in a while, they're like, oh, thanks. Like, do you work there or something? I'm always like, yeah. And I just try to keep walking. But then sometimes the conversation starts, right? And they're like, well, what do you do there? And I'll be like, I do a little bit of everything, and then, you know, if it keeps going, they'll be like, well, what do you really do there? And I'll be like, well, I'm the president of the company and, you know, <laughs> owner. And they're like, shut up. And it's like, I always plays out the same way, right? And they're like, actually? I'm like, yeah, actually. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't, I don't wear that, like, as a sign. Right. <laughs> like, I didn't expect you to be like, you look like the owner. So I must not look like the owner because no one ever guesses that I'm the owner, right? Sign my shirt. Yeah, right. or, or whatever. Then at that point, I'm like, like we're done here. Like, if that, if that kind of crap starts, then I'm like, we're done. <laughs> um, yeah, then after that, um, I got the opportunity to be a component support specialist. Kind of like we always said, Abby 2.0. So she um, was doing orders and quotes, and then I took over quotes, and then she just took over orders. So no, so what is that like? T- like Marcus and me, like even I am like I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> Marcus knows. We well, have, yeah. Shout out to Abby. I do too. But let's assume a lot of people would say, "What does that mean? Like, right? What do you do? Just shuffle paperwork? Like, what does it actually mean?" Um, well, I have to. So all the quotes come into my queue, and I so have if somebody asks for a quote from Drexel through the lumberyard supply stores, right? Yep. It goes somewhere. So you're kind of the funnel, right, if you will? Okay, yes. go ahead. The, yeah, definitely the top of the funnel for anything, even if it does turn into an order. Um, I'm in constant communication to, with all the running backs and quarterbacks, and um, I get it, the quote. I make sure that they have a plan, scope of work, or critical engineering, um, and then I input it into our MyTech system. And so also, you're doing things to free up the trust designers to do their job. 
right? Estimators. Oh, stuff that yes. estimators, right? Yeah. Yes. Which again, that's a clarification too, right? When I when we got involved in Little Shoot, uh, trust um, trust systems, when we bought them. I thought a trust estimator and a trust designer were like the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. They're like not actually. Yeah. So explain that a little bit. What's the difference between a trust designer and a trust estimator? Designers are mostly um, involving the order side of it. Like they are the bottom of the funnel, if you will, I guess, before it gets sent out to production. And an average plan will take them minimally eight hours. To? Design it. Oh yeah. They'll take them a full eight hour day to design a plan. <laughs> an estimator can do it in, on average, it depends on the quote, but, but on average, on the plan. But on, <laughs> you know, yeah, but on average, about. an hour. Yeah, and yeah. then garage quote, maybe 20 minutes. Right, so again, but like on that. over, again, totally different complexity level, but on average, I would say over the course of a year, trust estimator, maybe an hour. Again, I could be up and down that ladder, but just to, for reference, right? So yeah. an estimator really has to have that keen eyeball. You are somewhat using logarithms and ballpark things and some spatial knowledge. Yeah. And then a trust designer is we're actually going to go trust by trust and figure this out. They are not one and the same. I didn't know that five years ago, and I've been in this industry for 25 years. And designers should have and need to have a final plan. Now, estimators, they have to work off of sometimes preliminary plans and bid plans with countless revisions. Sometimes. Whoever is listening to this, we do not <laughs> bid preliminary plans. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> not if it's Drexel Drive. Right. But sometimes... We still get the funnels. Of we do not companies. do preliminary plans. <laughs> it's not finalized. We do not do it. <laughs> I said a bad word. No, you didn't. That's just an industry problem. Yep. It's like what people, what builders don't understand is okay. If you think about it, right? There's a lot of trades involved in building a house. Yeah. Like there's plumbers. There's HVAC. There's drywallers, right? I mean, there's a lot. Yep. There's okay. a lot. Yeah. Uh, electricians, right? So when they have a preliminary plan, the builder will say, "Hey, give me a bid on this." Marcus and I own an electrician company. We're Marcus and Joel's electrician. They do not do a takeoff. They are not counting the outlets in every room. Mm -hmm. They're literally saying, based on the house I did last time, you know, it literally is that hour, right? Like they might have a little 14 bedrooms times six. They might have a little bit. Mm -hmm. I would use this kind of brass circuit system, whatever. They're like 55K. Send that over in 20 minutes. That's why they're always screaming, you're the last bit I get back. What we do a really poor job of is, we're really bad at budgeting. So our quarterbacks freak out. Like, I need, I need, they, they said I need a bid. Like, is it a bid or is it a We do a detailed materialist down to the nail. Mm -hmm. yeah. As the builder's like, where's my bid, bro? I got to give my homeowner a number. We're working on it with eight people. And then we're going to compile it. We're going to own right to the penny down to the exact two by four you need. If I was a builder, I'd be like, why the fuck are you doing that? <laughs> right? Give me a fucking number, you idiot. Sorry, I mean, I'm literally, right? It's so stupid. Like, they don't understand there's literally you're involved. You're involved. A trust estimator involved. Quarterback's got a price. And I mean, really, in our company alone, we have at least four to five to eight people, I always say, that it works on a bid. What does it take? Nine days. Can't believe it. Quarterbacks, we need to hire more people. My customers screaming like it's bid versus final plan. Are we actually doing a shipping list or do you need a number? Mm -hmm. I mean, you find that. I mean, apparently need to still get better at that, right? Every day we need to get better at that mm -hmm. because the the customer will continually request that we need to re-educate them. That's our responsibility of saying, do you want a bid? And then we need training and coaching for our quarterbacks and flooring people and cabinetry people 
anyone that sells anything to say, yeah, I can budget this hmm. and get back to you tomorrow. I don't even talk to anybody. Average windows, $350. I count them, there's 20 windows. Patio is going to be $1,500. That's going to be, I don't need to go to a window specialist at Monday.com for that. Right? So it never hits anybody's plate. Yeah, we didn't even talk about window people. No. No work people and <laughs> cabinetry <laughs> people and flooring people, right? <laughs> Drywall, I looked at it for 10 minutes. He's like, nine grand. Thank you. <laughs> Literally, right? And then we're like, I got a, I got this plan. It's ugly. Help. Like, why are we doing that? It's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. if we get a not-so-good plan, uh, there are plenty of revisions. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just sometimes it's frustrating. But at the same time, it's... Whatever we can so who's holding that person custom? Who at the trust plant, what part of the process at MLP, who's responsible to keep them people accountable? Let's throw in a bad plan. If I'm a quarterback and I put in a bad plan and I request a bid, where's the accountability? Who's responsible for that? If it's a quote, it goes to the estimator and the estimator if there is you know a piece of information missing or something like that or if they have questions, then they reach out to the running back or quarterback. Um, but if it's a bad plan, if it's like this is not biddable, who stops it? Well, it sounds like nobody. Sometimes it gets stuck if we can't get a plan to work off of. Or killed. Right, but you already got the... three hours into it. Mm. Like, like if like you know, and you're not an estimator, you know when the plan's pulling, right? Like, like this is gonna be shit. Drexel drawn, yes. I any time a Drexel drawn preliminary plan comes my way, I send it right back. I don't even. All right, okay, so you do you. have you do hold the accountability there. You have a hard for time us. defining if it's preliminary yeah, for outside us, yes. the world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because every every plan is so different. And yeah, well, again, that's not necessarily your job, but I'm just saying everyone in the company is empowered. If you're listening to this, everyone in the company is empowered to saying this plan is not complete. We should not be doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Quarterback is emotionally invested into that conversation and that builder, emotionally. Mm-hmm. So it's our job to have a different perspective and saying no. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, again, remember, salesmen were born salesmen. I say that on a lot of podcasts. They were the five-year-old that wanted to get a popsicle before supper, and they asked every night. That sounds amazing. And then finally they were like, sure, have your damn sucker, right? And they're like, sweet, got it. So they're coming to our, co- they're coming to our company, and they're like, just bit that thing. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Love you guys. Thank you. It's worked my entire life, right? And then you know what works my entire life? When you say no, what do I do? <laughs> oh, that works. Yeah, that's very good. That was, yeah, now you're going to bid it. Cool. Great. Awesome. Now we can do that every night before supper, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. And then the guy goes, right? The other someone goes, do you have popsicle before supper? Yeah, I do. Why'd you do it? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Don't send it to Abby. Send it to Emily. She always gets it done for me. She's the best. Right? So now we trick our brain. We're enablers, not holding people accountable but you're getting sincere praise and appreciation. The other person is getting kind of picked on and isolated, right? So emotionally, mentally, but we're failing us as Drexel. We're failing the good customers. We're failing our process and our procedures and we're, we're losing the game, right? So accountability is so, so underrated hmm. and so misunderstood. Again, you're not being a bitch. You are literally just getting stuff done. You're doing it appropriately. Hmm. Sorry. No, I. I guess as far as our plans go, um, I definitely hold Drexel accountable with our plans. Yeah. 
or if they don't have a scope of work. You know, like if there's pieces of information. Again, this isn't on you. I'm not saying oh, this no. is, oh, no, no. <laughs> I hope you're not taking either one of you, but as, you know, as in general. As best I can, yeah. I try to hold um, our right. quarterbacks and running backs accountable, and right. they know they know because as soon as that quote hits my queue, I, call, I know I call them up within five minutes. It's perfect. And again, it doesn't, need to, it doesn't need to be like drama, right? Like it sounds like you make it, it's not drama, oh, no. it's drama free, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm doing my job, it's not good, goodbye. It's not sit yeah. in my inbox for two days, I wonder what I'm going to say to this guy. Oh God, here we go, I'll send this email, I'll stare at it for an hour. <laughs> right? Like, no, just get it down the road. Like, that doesn't work. Thank you. Bye. Good luck. Yeah. Everybody, if you're listening, please, more. Okay, cool. So, but currently you are in a... You're like in Drexel Purgatory. Yeah. To explain yeah. that. <laughs> kind of. That doesn't mean she's like doing a bad job no. anyway. Um, uh, Ross said that there was going to be a new update in Spruce. And I guess the, I'm trying to figure out the right way to put it. Um, well, can I help you? Sure. Maybe. Simplified words, maybe. So really, I, I think what happened was in a really good way, we got a lot better. Yeah, our system did, yes. Yeah, our system mm-hmm. did. We did. Our people did, right? So that happens sometimes. So Emily's like, they're like, yeah, Emily, what you do is technically can be done. But you and Abby do technically now just still be done with one person, which everyone on the team goes, yay. (laughs) Except for Emily, she goes, what? (laughs) And again, we don't eliminate jobs. So it's like no one just came to you and be like, dude, this is your last day, right? Yeah, no. Right. So so it's like, okay, but now what? Like, I like my job. I like my people. I like my team. It's like, I'm sorry, but this is... we've done a great fantastic job that's not the worst that's a great thing but you end up being in purgatory at Drexel so you've been applying for jobs and we don't have to get into that applying for different careers and finding out your path and um, I hope you find it soon and I know you will and for anybody listening and Caitlin included Ross people you work with we're giving you always gold star recommendations going into the interviews that's how that works now you still have to go in there with energy and compassion like again some companies would be like Great, she takes that job. Does she like it? Is she interested? Is it just so? One thing that we always will challenge you people like that because this happens at times. I always challenge what we always have to define are you running away from the job you're at, right? Or are you running towards that job? Yeah, you're still running. So when you come into interviews, make sure you are um, you're soft spoken and now I'm just coaching you, but or anybody, right? Make sure they know you're running to the job if you are. If you're like, I'm feeling this out too, buddy. I'm, I'm not sure this is right for me. I will let you know what I meant. Because I do think sometimes we do these things and it's like, yeah, okay, I'll humble myself and take second shift, but it's not really about me. But I think mm-hmm. you have different reasons. But you know what I'm saying? Is that fair? Yeah, I had fair. one interview. Um, and during that, I was asked, is this something that you would have applied for if your job is not going to right. be eliminated? And I said, honestly, yes. Right. I said, this sounds like so much fun. Right. You know? And... Um, I think of it more as a positive outlook. It's it's just a different opportunity elsewhere that um, I'm hoping to further my career here. Right. And it's just the other side of the box. You there know? you go. That's it. That's cool. <laughs> so I got to ask you, you uh, totally different subject, but I've asked you this before. I know the answer, but no one else does. You always wear a key. Oh, I knew you were going to bring that up too. <laughs> did you almost not that. wear it? <laughs> I almost didn't wear it, but I don't. Yeah, I don't take Is it. Is that okay? Yeah. Well, yeah. you wear it, so you must. Yeah. I mean, could you? Did you mind telling the story? Oh man, please don't make fun of me. But yes, um, when I was 15, our class for uh, church got to go on a retreat, and all of the keys that everybody got were blessed and um, by the pope and bishop and stuff, and they're supposed to symbolize. Um, giving it to the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. 
and <laughs> I'm the only one who still has it, and I wear it around my neck every day. That's uh, to me. That's an incredible mm -hmm. story. I don't think it's embarrassing at all. So. Yeah. So you know, cheers. Just gotta go to the yeah. No, person. for real. Cheers to that. <laughs> Thanks. It's like key to my heart kind of thing. Yes, pretty much. All right, cool. Because that sounds a little cheesy and and whatnot, but yeah, the story. That would have been too. Yeah, it's a, too simplified. It's, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> How often do you get asked that? A lot, and then people. It used to be silver, and now it's. Oh really no, kidding! It's like actually really tarnished off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people's people always say like, "Oh, I can just hang any key around my neck and say I have the key to your heart," and then I got smart, <laughs> and then I put my initials in it, and yeah, it used to be silver. So if you so really want to really date old. Emily, wear that key and then put her initials on it and be like, oh my God, this is the, I had these initials here for 10 years. Meant to be. Can you cut that out? <laughs> All these guys at the shop, at the fact, at the fact that you're like, oh first, third shift is going to be like, yo, Em, oh we did it. We did it. I'm serious. I know you guys wouldn't do that to her. Be great if you did. She's got steel toes too, just so you know. She will hunt you down. <laughs> oh, goodness. oh, that's awesome. That was awesome. Good, good, and good. Okay. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. That was great. So, um, other things we should talk about. So, what we didn't talk about a little bit is how does it feel to be a woman at Drexel? You are a you and your department are a minority, right? Like we're not. We would love more women. But yet, in some departments, we are the other way, right? Mm -hmm. yep. You go to our finance team and like, where the boys at? <laughs> right, right. So like, it's like, it's a, it's a interesting culture we have, and maybe every company is that way. Maybe we're interesting, and we're always challenging to be diverse. But yet, sometimes you find a really good person, so you don't want to be over diverse, right, or mm -hmm. hyper diverse, if you will. I don't know. If that's not the right term, but I think you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. They still have to be a great, strong candidate. Mm -hmm. All things considered. So. As a woman, where you guys work, being a vast minority, how does that feel? We also both worked at SCA Tissue together for a summer job, and that was mostly a male-oriented mm -hmm. environment. Um, for me, I'm kind of a little more used to it, because most of my jobs um, have been. But every job that I've been in that's been male-oriented, it's pros and cons. So you kind of have to have thick skin, and you have to Make sure you put your foot down as a woman. Show them what you can do, but don't let anybody cross your line or you're gonna get trampled on mm -hmm. because you know they can take advantage of that. Um, and you just gotta you know, have the, you know, like that poster, we can do it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, I love it, I love it. Show them, yeah, yeah, what you can do and, and show them that it's not what's on the outside, it's, it's what you can do just like any other guy. Right, seagulls? Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, similar. Yeah. She's like, oh no, I'm. Yeah. She's like, delete that part. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> We're just playing a little footsie there. Whoops. <laughs> um, I'm That's definitely. The cue. That's yeah. The cue. <laughs> cue to laugh. Got it. Right, right. <laughs> um, I've definitely had days where it's like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? Because you know, you're just having an off day and try not to let it get to my head and like, okay, we'll do better tomorrow. Learn, grow from that. But um, you know, I I knew. Um, going into it that I wasn't as strong as everybody and that's okay and um, physically physically right, right. And it's very yeah. if you don't know about a lot about our current trust plan it's a very physical demanding job mm -hmm. in fact I told these guys and not everyone some of those lines are going to be taken to the new plant so our plant is not 100% robotic there will be lines 
what I call traditional lines at the plant. Mm -hmm. But for some people, they will not be any longer. And I'm like, you guys are going to gain like 40 pounds in like three months. Because, you know, it's a very, very physical job. You're up and down from the table. You're swinging a hammer to put the plate on. It's a tough, and you're swinging, you're flipping 100, 100 pound, you know, 100 pound pieces of lumber all the time. And mm -hmm. you flip it, and you twist it and turn it. It's a very physical job. Yeah. So anyways, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, especially when you have a two by 12, and you're like, oh, it's the wrong way. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> that blows. Um, I learned yeah, how to get leverage. I was at, uh, I was at, I was helping the Sawyer out. I forget which one on third shift, Matt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was helping Matt out on third shift. I don't do that often, so this is, like, not a humble break. This is the opposite. So, like, I'm already, like, you know, crashing because I'm like, dude, third shifters, you guys are crazy. What you are, I love you guys to death. Number one rock stars forever. Um, right? So I'm like, hey, I'll help you out, buddy. Like, right? Like, I'm Superman. I'm here to help today. Yeah, I was, like, 2 by 12, 20s. And I'm like, you got to be shitting yeah. Are you kidding me? It's 3 in. I'm like... All right, good talking. Yep. <laughs> I didn't stay, but I was like thinking all the time, like, this has got to end soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And that's just one cart. Yeah. One job. One job. No, yeah, no, like, you know right. what I mean? No, I literally, no, I literally was like, after three, I wanted to bail, and I'm like, dude, everyone does this every shift, every damn day, and I'm like, bitch, and in my brain, I'm like, oh my God. Yep. You know, but I know there's a technique to it too, which makes it a little bit easier. Just like the people that carry our windows and doors and cabinets, extremely physical job, but there is leverage and techniques that would have made it easier for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm a baby. Anyways, <laughs> go ahead. Um, I mean, similar to what Emily said, I we did work, you know, summer help a couple of times, um, you know, working with the guys at the uh, napkin factory. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm kind of used to some of that. Um, notice similarities in production, like working with a bunch of, you know, teenage guys that just never stop being teenagers. Um, so yeah. it was kind of fun to shoot the shit with them. Um, but, you know, one thing I found that was kind of common, and I'm going to say something I don't know if I should say, but like a common greeting that I noticed um, in production is, hey, fucker, with a flip <laughs> off. And I'm like, oh, I don't say that. So I started like the half heart and they would complete my heart, you know, oh, and do that. So that was my yeah, greeting. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to do my girl thing here and that's okay. But, but it, it shows <laughs> that one person can make a cultural impact difference. I mean, even little ways, though, it really is. I mean, it's a Mother Teresa thing, right? So yeah. it's like you can change the world by just the littlest impact, right? Mm -hmm. So you change that little bit of high school jock, bad habit, if you will, it's okay but not okay thing, right? Which mm -hmm. it is, like, and I'm, I swear like a pirate too, right? Um, <laughs> but you doing that made a big impact for people, right? Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool, so continue to do that. Yeah. Is there anything as a high schooler that ever grew up or an ex-jock, whatever you wanna call me, alpha male, whatever, right? Is there something that a man could do better in the workplace on a daily basis? That they're not aware of, like dudes are never aware of maybe that, right? I mean, I guess it was okay. That just wasn't my style of reading. Yeah, right, but right, right. I, I think probably, um, you know, taking a second before you're blaming and getting mad. Don't like you let's say people like to commiserate. Just kind of work through the problem and you know, just be better next time and um, go from there. I know don't complain people... to just complain. Right. But mm -hmm. right? I do think there's a generality of like. Dude, we're gonna bitch because it's work and it sucks and everyone sucks. Like there could be that mindset, mm -hmm. and I'm like, and that's why I think it's so important right now that we're going through like a transition in our company where every voice is important, everyone is empowered. So we need to take that mindset out because it's so easy to be like corporate, mm -hmm. or and if you're in downtown, it's so easy to like hard to find good people. I just don't fucking get it, right? Like mm -hmm. it's so easy to just start that snowball effect. I don't hear that off, but it's so easy, right? Mm -hmm. So easy for Marcus and the IT team to be like, 
everyone here is just like a fucking idiot. Like technology, they don't fucking get it. I show this guy like fucking six times and the mouse doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, but it's really easy to do it. And you can do it funny, but it's really easy to start, again, commiserating before you know it. It is that way, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the old guys that, sorry guys, but like that have worked there for a while, they, they have that complain to just complain. Sometimes. Yeah, right, right. And I worked on table one for a shift. So they don't change in some areas, but they change in others. Being a female, like I, I didn't like certain words, just like Kelly, mm -hmm. like the C word. I yeah. say it. That's a really yeah. Funny. No, like that's not cool. No. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but you can see these guys that appreciate and respect you, and are willing to change their normal shop talk or even right. just their normal guy. You know, banter. Male, yeah, male right. oriented, what they do when they go to work. And it was nice to have that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I do think again you need to be tough, right? Uh, not only in body but also stature to be like, guys, I know you didn't think you probably thought that was appropriate. That ain't cool. Not appropriate. We're not doing that anymore, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've done things like a complain jar, like it's a dollar every time you complain, <laughs> right? And then it's oh, like, yeah. no, we're really doing that. Like, put your dollar in. I'm not touching the board until you put your dollar in. Mm -hmm. Right, like it just—it's just not warranted. Like it just—it drives me nuts how much you complain. You don't realize it. Is it really that bad? Yeah, kind of is, bro. Like let's just do the dollar thing for one day. I'm gonna make a hundred dollars. That's okay to like coke me, right? Like back me up here. Does he do that all the time? Yeah, he does. Mm. All right, we're good, right? Because I don't think people know they're doing it quite often, right? If you're a good person, you want to be told like you're at, but you have a bad habit, right? Mm -hmm. And if they're not a good person, they shouldn't work here. Mm -hmm. Right? If they're not truly genuine and invested in their career, then, then it's okay to not work here. But it's okay to call people out. I said, please call me out, right? Don't swear so much in your podcast. I get it. <laughs> good team. You're only as good as your weakest player. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's mm -hmm. really true. I mean, it really is true that weakest link on the chain breaks, right? Mm -hmm. So, no, it really is. It really is somewhat true. And oh, not only that, if you don't replace that person, you take a very big risk of the best person leaving because they can't work with that person which is then replaced by the weakest link person again. And before you know it, in five years, people are going, well, see, Drexel got too big. I knew they were they're not what mm -hmm. they used to be. That's not actually what happened. Mm -hmm. You started hiring C players, and the A players left, and now you have a C company. And they normally always blame growth, and it's really never growth. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that they brought in C players, and the A players worked themselves out of the organization. Because mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, I just can't work with these two team members anymore. They're driving me nuts, and no one did anything about it. Mm -hmm. So they kind of say, well, no, I'm just taking a different career path. I love you guys. You're the best. And then before you know it, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. true. We've, we've lost a few really great workers. Attitude was not there. And I mean, it was sad to see them go, but. You know, it's kind of, I mean, as much as I liked them, I, I knew if they're having a bad day, I'm like, I don't want to be around that person. Um, you know, I'm not going to say names. Yeah. Obviously, I respect them, but, you know, just not the Drexel culture. So no, it really is. I mean, you, we really have to preach people over profits, right? If you really, so many companies say that, mm -hmm. but then high performers stay, right? Because they're high performers. I mm -hmm. can't get rid of that person. They're untouchable. And they know that, mm -hmm. right? So they act however they want. They follow whatever rules they want. We have to get rid of high performers if they don't hit our culture. Mm -hmm. That proves people over profits, and that's why we all work here, right? And that makes it amazingly fun. Mm -hmm. That's when you prove. That's when you prove people over profits. If you don't do that, then you're just saying the words. All right, we are at that time. Oh boy! Big giant billboard. <laughs> is, this, is this stressful? No. no. Okay. Big giant billboard. We, we just talked like, about it. Uh, <laughs> you like you like scrimmage. Yeah. Big giant billboard. <clears throat> What's on it, and why? You get to do whatever you want. Who's going? 
You go first. I'll go first? Okay. Um, I had to think about this a lot, but I think if I had a billboard, it would say, um, live big, and big would be, like, B dot I dot G, and it would say, bold, intentional, grateful. Um, I saw that in an email um, a long time ago from somebody, and I just thought, wow, that was so cool. And um, you know, sometimes I forget that, but then when I think of it, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, let's be bold, intentional, grateful. So that's so just try good. to remember that. <laughs> it's so good. She told me I put a little sticky note on the top of my computer, so whenever I get oh, upset, <laughs> you want to think about, you know. I feel that about both of you. I think oh. you, I think you both live to that. I really do. You guys are always so grateful. Whenever I talk to you, you are always very intentional with what you do. Oh. I really think you are. And I, we've talked about the boldness they have, right, Marcus? They kind of exude that. So I think you live big. So awesome. good job. Well, cheers yeah, to cheers, that. Cheers, <laughs> cheers. Give me that beer. We got yeah. beer here. Yeah. Yeah, I got a Drink. seltzer water. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> 75 hard day five. I might not make it to day six. We'll drink for you. <laughs> what day yeah. you five. Oh, okay. 70 days, yeah. My knee's completely acting up. Oh, well, how I many already can eat a beer. Even, how many people even get through that? I've heard of it. Have I done it? No. Right. You're already so doing it. So. I, I did that last night. I walked the pool for 45 choice. minutes. Oh, wow. And I got out and I was still like, my knee doesn't sucks. feel good. Yeah. Oh. And then I biked this morning thinking that would help. Oh, geez. And it's like, oh. biofreeze? Okay. <laughs> Yoga tonight, which is another workout. Hopefully that'll help. If not, I'm going to run out of things to try and then have a beer and be done with this. <laughs> Anyways, no, sorry. This. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, mine is kind of like Kelly's, but live each day with a grateful heart and, uh, and be here now. Like everybody is so worried about the future and, you know, oh, I can't wait for this day to happen or, you know, I can't wait for this to be done and or worry about, you know, t things that are months from now. But... I have a three-year-old son. I'm sure everybody knows that by now, but uh, he's my whole world. Yeah. Hey, Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes I, I find myself not living in the moment and, and being grateful for not, like, what I don't have, but just being grateful for what I do have. And I think that's, if you can, you know, utilize humility in your own life and be in the moment, then you can appreciate and remember every day that you have. You can't be blessed and stressed. It's impossible. Yes. Mm -hmm. You cannot count your blessings and be stressed at the same time. However, I will tell all young mothers and young fathers, but especially young mothers out there, you kind of get beat down by, by a culture right now of, hey, enjoy this. It won't last forever. You need to enjoy every minute. You need to take this all in. That's all bullshit. <laughs> Some days are going to suck, yes. and it is survival, and you need Some distractions, <laughs> and you cannot take a picture every time they have a cool moment, and you need to go out with your friends. And you need to put them down for a nap early, and it's okay. Balance. It's literally okay because you cannot enjoy every moment because that's not real because sometimes parenting really sucks. And sometimes the days are really long. So don't think you have to embrace every moment. That's a complete lie, and you will literally kill yourself and stress yourself out so much more that's not required. Sometimes you can just put a stupid video on, and you know what? The kid's still going to be an amazing, smart kid. Or you can put them in a crib and let them cry. Trust me, done there, did that, kids will work out great. <laughs> so having said that. Yeah, that was probably the worst. As soon as you said, put him in the crib and let him cry, yeah. like the cry it out thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. I cried too with him on the other side of the door. <laughs> it was so bad, but it's like, you know, mm -hmm. you have to go, every parent has to go through those and yeah. uh, enjoy every moment of maybe the good times. Mm -hmm. The best you can do. Yes. Just do the best like you can that. do every day. Yes. And absolutely be present. I do think we chase the future, we chase the past. And the more present we can truly be, the more intentional we can be, 
which is really just being present, right? Intentional is just being present. Mm-hmm. Man, the bigger impact you're going to have on life. And, and the world, and again, we're Catholics, the world, the devil is telling you the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Anything but the present. Mm-hmm. What's on your phone? What should, you, what should have you done and what should you be doing, right? Mm-hmm. God is love. God is presence. The opposite of that is the evil devil's one, right? And that's where your brain goes in the dark, dirty secrets, right? I'm not where I thought I would be by now. Well, who said who? Mm-hmm. Based on what? What expectation did you have for your life? Mm. Right, I just read this today. I'm sure you've heard that before. People say you only live once. And that's totally wrong. You only die once. You live every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's a Snoopy thing, I think. Yeah. yeah. Is that Charlie Snoopy? Brown. Charlie Brown, I think. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Charlie Brown is Snoopy, right? Well, yeah. Well, but, right. Yeah, I don't know which one said it. Charlie Brown said it? Sure. I'll, we'll, give, we'll give the credit to the... <laughs> To beat down Charlie, so yeah. maybe they're having a dual conversation. I don't know. I saw but. it on a funeral program. I was like, oh, it's good, but yeah. Oh, so funeral program quotes. Of the other I program. know. I know. Yeah. Well, that's it, guys. Wonderful job. Oh, Love you guys yes. both so much. Yes, thank Thanks you. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thank Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Peace out. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.